sermon podcast of Dan Roschke, pastor of Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Fairfax, Virginia. For more information about Bethlehem, visit our website at blclife.org. But now, here's Pastor Dan and his sermon for today. Friends in Christ, will you pray with me? Help us, O loving God, to recognize and receive your mercy from unexpected places and likewise to share it. Amen. This text ranks high on the wow factor, doesn't it? As simply a story, it has the potential to shock and awe us as listeners when we understand, especially when we understand the history and the context of the story that Jesus tells, the Good Samaritan. You know, the, the whole dynamic of the Samaritan versus the Galilean, how, how they were, you know, so different and how they didn't like each other. How, how we, um, you know, understand even more when we understand the road down to Jericho from Jerusalem and how dangerous a road that was and the whole passing by of the Levite and the priest first and then finally the generosity of the, of the, of the Samaritan, the, the story with the innkeeper, even the donkey. I mean, there's just so much color in this story, in true Lucan style, so much dramatic action. This was a play and we were simply the audience. We would be gasping as the as the story is unfolding we would be booing you know when the levite and the priest pass and boo and we'd be tearing up when the samaritan comes and 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 we would be giving a standing ovation i'm sure at the end of the story yes i know i've posed the question in my preaching and writing just to get into this drama who who is the samaritan for you i've Ask that question a lot, I think. Who is the Samaritan for you? And I've invited each of us to envision a person so different from ourselves. Someone from on the other side of the tracks or the other side of the aisle in Congress or the other side of the world. Wow, wow, that person, wow, is the one. All of that is good and true, I think, about this story. And when I went to bed last night, this is no joke, I was getting ready to give my best 2022 rendition of that same thrust, that same, that, that same theme. Who is the Good Samaritan for you? I was going to kind of do a version of that again today, as I haven't passed sermons. But for some reason, last night, I woke up at 3.33 in the morning, I'm not kidding, <laughs> wondering if that might be missing the most important point of this amazing, well-told, popular story. Maybe the most popular story, in fact, in the whole Bible. I wondered if I might be a little off uh, just with this thought. So I'm gonna kind of go a different way. The, the one character in the story I haven't even mentioned yet is the man who starts out on a journey and gets robbed. What if that's you? Can you see yourself in that position, in that role. I mean, so often with the Good Samaritan story, the lesson seems to be, go and be like that guy. Go, go and be like Good Sam, <laughs> the Good Samaritan. Go. Jesus pretty much says exactly that. And we all go running out after hearing that story and try to be those well-intentioned heroes and heroines, loving those who are in the ditch. Yeah. 
But I am thinking now, God help me, but I am thinking now that's missing the point. Jesus' statement, go and do likewise, is more of a duh. (laughs) Yeah, go do that kind of afterthought. The point, friends, the point is the mercy that is shown to the one going on a journey. And the challenge for us, friends, is to think about when we were in the ditch, how God showed up for us, how mercy became real for us. When you were knocked over, beat up, left for dead even, who came? Who showed up? What happened? Can we understand ourselves, not in some theater, in the audience seat, admiring and aspiring to be like that amazing Samaritan, but but can we rather reflect on when we were at our worst, punched in the face or in the gut, left in the ditch? Have you ever been beat up? Literally, figuratively, has someone or something ever come out of nowhere and knocked the wind out of you, stripped you of all you had, taken your valuables, your your possessions, your protections, your innocence, your hope, even your joy? Has life itself ever felt like it's left you behind? Others passing you by as if they didn't even see you. I I don't actually care who you are or how old you are. I think we can all relate to that on some level. Even if we don't want to or like having anyone having pity on us, that is definitely true. We don't like someone having pity on us. Especially those of us who come from, who are in positions of privilege and power, resource. You know, don't feel bad for me. I I still think we can all relate. If we are willing to get reflective, if we are willing to get prayerful, I think we can all relate to the one who got beat up and tossed to the curb. Yesterday, we were traveling back from Micah's baseball tournament and while we were at a restaurant on our way I saw a woman across the parking lot with a strange t-shirt it said um, in big bold letters it said listen up Colin listen up nobody cares <laughs> I thought it was an odd thing to wear but I've been thinking about it you know my stories aren't even remotely as dramatic as this great one that Jesus tells But I've been the object of ridicule before in my life. I've certainly had that feeling that nobody cares. That feeling of being stripped, at least in my own mind and and heart, I've had that feeling kind of privately uh, of being stripped of some sort of dignity. That somebody has stolen something from me as I was just trying to get from A to B. 
something or someone interrupted that journey and hurt me. I think we can all relate if we get reflective. In fact, the more I think about things like this, the more examples start to come to mind. And, and one dramatic one for me, I have to stress, for me. And in fact, I'm a little afraid to share it because I think it sounds funny or stupid. Uh, certainly sounds privileged. Like, oh, that, oh that's your example? <laughs> but I'll tell it anyway, just to give a, a vulnerable example, because I think vulnerability is what this text requires of each of us. Not necessarily publicly being vulnerable, but, but just in your prayer life, being vulnerable. It was a, a summer in college, and I was working at a resort, restaurant, I was waiting tables, and this guy comes in to eat. And in the course of the meal, he, he asks me about myself, which was actually normal because it was a resort, and so people are on vacation. It's just a different kind of atmosphere, and people are kind of interested and, and chatty. Uh, so this would happen from time to time, and I was kind of used to sharing a little bit where I'm from, what I'm studying. When I tell him that I'm pre-med and I'm getting ready to take the MCAT, apply to med school, he tells me that he's, in fact, a doctor, general practitioner, which is what I wanted to do. And then he tells me not to do it. Do not become a doctor. He just flat out says it. It is stress, and that's understating it. It is a business. It is a corruption, and it, it leads to a broken home life. It, he's, he told me about how it gets spit on by people who are sick and, you know, fighting lawsuits and all these things and to run as far as I possibly could from that path, which I was working hard <laughs> in my classes, you know, going down that path well into it. He was not a likable guy. He seemed bitter and cynical, and I felt so beat up stripped of that inspiration that was driving me in my studies, punched in the gut, the gut that had always told me that practicing medicine was an art and a joy, ultimately. Yeah, I knew it was tough, but yeah, it's an art. It's a joy. I finished my shift at the restaurant that day, and I literally went out and wept. And, and I remember it was daylight. I think I had a morning shift, and so it was... It was the afternoon, I, I went along the, the edge of the lake where I was working, and I just privately, you know, I'm embarrassed to tell you now even, but I, I cried. And I just give that example to show that this guy wasn't so different from me, you know? I mean, he wasn't from across the tracks or, or, or across the world. He pretty much looked like I did, just about a decade or two older than me. What's your example? Getting beat up looks all kinds of different ways. Sadly. But there are all kinds of different ways that we can get punched, blindsided, thrown to the ditch. And, and, and it was that dramatic for me. I mean, that, that is how I felt. But of course, that's not the end of the story. The Good Samaritan comes also in all kinds of different ways. And that's the point of the story. <laughs> For me that day, as I quietly and privately wept along the water's edge, there's a butterfly. I'm not kidding, a freaking butterfly 
that came and sat on my knee for a few seconds, you know, and they sort of wings pulsing in and out and then fluttered off. Stupid, right? It sounds stupid even telling it. I usually make fun of cheesy things like this. I've, I, I've also, by the way, been taught to make fun of things like this. The people I look up to would laugh at this. It's corny. Butterfly. But it was enough for me. I was in that bad of shape in that moment. So much hope came from that butterfly for me. It, it actually pulled me out of the ditch that I was feeling I was in. Something about that little bug kind of was like, it, it's going to be okay. I mean, it didn't give me any answers, but it was just, it's going to be okay. That's all I got from that. The Samaritan for me in that story <laughs> turned out to be an insect, a completely unexpected bit of mercy. I now believe this is the real point of the parable. Not go be like good Sam, but rather, this is what mercy looks like. Yeah, of course go be the butterfly for others when they're down. Duh. <laughs> but how is God looking out for you? How has God showed up for you in the past, sending many and various Samaritans your way? When have you felt God's mercy? And friends, know this, that mercy of God is here and now for you today. In this bread, this table of mercy, as we call it, in this water, this baptismal water, this bath of mercy, and in this community here at Bethlehem, wherever God's people are gathering, this people of mercy, kind of sounds like another thing we could make fun of, you know? <laughs> I mean, at least doubt. A pinch of bread, really? A pinch of bread. A drop of faucet water, really? These people, really? <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's like a butterfly. It's here. It's yours. It's now. It's yes. And it is enough. If we are honest and vulnerable, we are in that bad a shape. Like my butterfly, so much hope comes from this place. The Samaritan for us, friends, turns out to be the church, the sacraments, this community, and all those unexpected moments and people out there on our journeys. Jesus' mercy is here and it is for you. Let us pray again. Help us, O oh loving God, to recognize and receive your mercy from unexpected places. And likewise to share it. Amen.
at Bethlehem Lutheran Church, thank you for listening. Check us out again soon. And to learn more about our national church body, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, visit elca.org. Goodbye for now. And remember, God's outpouring of grace and peace never runs dry. Here's to a new day. Evangelical. That was terrible. To learn more about our national church body. Start over, start over. <laughs> okay. Is that hard? No, not really. Pretty easy? Yeah. You're good at it. <laughs>